Welcome back to the Salty Community Podcast. I'm Colleen. We are a community of people dedicated to helping you grow your personal relationship with Jesus. We emphasize the truth and foundation of Scripture and give you tools and opportunities to experience Jesus in a personal and unique way for you. God's kingdom invites us into an interactive relationship with Him, and it's our desire and focus to help this be a reality for each person listening. This group becomes a safe place to grow into what more of the Holy Spirit has for you. Hey, this is Deanna, and today we are going to do kind of another special edition podcast. And this isn't really something I have taught on, not anything Colleen has taught on. It is actually a podcast that has resulted from numerous text message emails and phone calls that I have received over the last, I guess, maybe month of, okay, I'm learning to listen for God, but what happens when I'm now second guessing what I heard? Mm -hmm. Has that ever happened to you? Has it ever happened to me? I think that can, God can tell me something and 10 minutes later, I'm doubting. That can happen to me quickly. It happens to me as well. Yes. So what do we do? It doesn't do any good to listen for God Mm -hmm. if 10 minutes later we're going to go, oh, never mind, that was just me. So we're going to have to firm up our belief Mm -hmm. that he spoke, um, and then we're going to have to be prepared for the moments where we all of a sudden go, "Mm, maybe not. So what do we do when we get in a place where we're questioning, did God really say that? Mm -hmm. Um, So the first thing is, is when listening for God becomes a regular practice, when it is something that you don't just do once a month, when it is a regular part of your life, when you're often sitting with him and asking him questions and letting him speak in, you begin to quickly realize that there's no way it could be you because you're not that smart, you're not that creative, we're just not all those things. I know when I first started hearing God, um, I went through a season of maybe it's me, but then I had to go, absolutely not. I'm not smart enough to say all these things to myself. I couldn't have taught myself these things. This is new information. This is new revelation. So as time goes on, as your foundation of hearing him grows, you will find yourself less often in a place of saying, did God really say that? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it won't still happen. Mm -hmm. But hopefully it won't happen as often. So a big part of it is regular practice. Um, John 10 tells us, I really love how it says it. It's, um, my sheep know my voice and they follow. It's all present tense. It's not have known my voice in the past. It's not will know my voice when they get to heaven. It's they know it now. So it is a continual listening. It is learning to listen as we go and, um, and then letting ourselves be challenged and it requires faith. Faith comes by hearing, not Mm -hmm. faith comes by having heard. Mm -hmm. It is a continual, present tense, what is he saying in this moment? Mm -hmm. Um, And one other thing I want to say, just like in this space really fast, is sometimes we'll go to God with, God, do I go um, right or do I go left? And... Maybe God is saying, you go straight or you go backwards, and we've left him with two options, and then we don't understand why we don't hear well, mm-hmm. because we have, we have shrunk the options to, God, hey, I want to do it this way or this way, which one would you rather me do? Mm-hmm. 
Or we say, God, do we go right or do we go left? And he says, you just choose. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't, he doesn't have our lives micromanaged. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we get to a place, um, as you are growing kids and teenagers, that you start letting them make their choices and then walk with them through that choice. Maybe both ways he is good with. That's mm-hmm. super common. So often he leads it for us to decide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times, the two options that we give him, neither apply. Mm-hmm. So being careful not to put God in a box of multiple choice right. is a really important thing. Mm-hmm. And if we do come to him with a multiple choice, we need to also have the option of um, E, none of the above, or, you know, F, all of the above. So we just, we, oh, can't, that's good. we yeah. can't keep him, we can't just shrink him down to this. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's, we need to be aware that there are times that God just says, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, um, I think sometimes we want to be micromanaged so that we don't have to walk by faith. Mm-hmm. Hey, just tell me, just tell me what you want me to do. Um, but sometimes instead of just telling us what to do in an A, B, C, he, he just wants to give us wisdom to make the choice ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and James chapter one, verses five through seven, it talks about asking for wisdom and believing you have received it. If you've asked God to give you wisdom on a situation and he's given you direction, then you're going to have to stick with that. And you're going to have to believe it because you're compared to a wind that's just tossed about, a wave tossed about by the sea um, if you can't make up your mind. You have to believe he's given you wisdom. If I've got a situation going on with my kids, my husband, with Salty, with whatever, and I ask God to give me wisdom, I have to believe that he's given me wisdom and then I have to to act off that wisdom. So Mm -hmm. he's not... Hearing his voice does not mean you get to a get out of jail free and I never have to use my faith again. He's just always going to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way yeah, at all. Well, so many times he'll tell us to do something we don't want to do anyway. Exactly. So you have to do it by faith. Right. Because um, he's growing that in us constantly, right? Um, yeah. I remember thinking when I first started hearing his voice, that my life was going to get so much easier because he could just always tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And that is not what happened. It's not it got happened. way a lot more complicated because mm-hmm. he would ask me to do things, like you said, mm-hmm. that weren't comfortable. Or, yeah. um, or when I wanted an answer, he would just wait on me to walk by faith. And so mm-hmm. uh, we just have to be willing um, to know that some of those options are a place. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you've asked God something? And you've started this trail that you feel like he has sent you down. And then it doesn't look like you thought it was going to look. I know for us, um, when we bought our property 15 years ago almost, um, I just knew. I mean, we had prayed and prayed and prayed. And I was like, God, if this is not for us, if this is not where you want us, close this door and don't let us get this property. Mm-hmm. We prayed the property. We walked it. We were we were persistent. It wasn't easy to get but he absolutely opened a door and we got funding and, and we got in. Now, has it been easy ever since? Absolutely not. I mean, we've been there 15 years and there's still months that it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Um, it's a big commitment and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But I can't go back and say, oh, I must have misheard 15 mm-hmm. years ago. He didn't want me here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Just because something is hard 
doesn't mean you didn't hear. No, it doesn't. Um, one, one of the things that's incredibly valuable is when God gives you direction during a time when you're not horribly emotionally invested mm-hmm. um, and you receive from him that you hang on to that even when you get incredibly emotionally invested mm-hmm. and it gets hard because the more our emotions are involved in something, mm-hmm. the harder it is to hear. Um, so just because something becomes hard or it doesn't look like we thought it was going to look doesn't mean he's not in it. Mm-hmm. Um now, it's super common to say, what if I heard wrong the first time? What if what he told me the first time, maybe I wasn't listening well, maybe I heard me, maybe the enemy deceived me. So what do we do with that? Um, so a couple of things. That's why we have community. You ask people, I ask people to, to pray and that God would show me um, that he would um, make the make the path clear mm-hmm. um, that um, or when you get the initial word from God that you give that to people or that you seek wise counsel um, mm-hmm. but there's a huge difference in asking someone else to help out and listen or asking someone else to confirm something in faith and asking them to confirm it out of fear or unbelief mm-hmm. Um, God very much honors when we need uh, faith. Sorry, telephone going off. <laughs> when we need um, to understand something by faith, we kind of see this with Mary. The angel shows, well, first of all, you go back to Zechariah. Mm-hmm. And he, an angel shows up while he is in the temple and tells him they're going to have a son. And honestly, Zechariah at that point is walking in unbelief And so he loses his voice, like Mm -hmm. literally he can't speak um, because of unbelief. Mm -hmm. God wasn't going to allow him to speak unbelief into all of this, so he just didn't get to speak anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, then he shows up, the same angel shows up to see Mary and says, you're going to have a child. And she says, how's this going to (laughs) happen? Now, was that unbelief? No, that was honest. I don't understand how this is going to work. I'm a virgin. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference in needing clarification and walking in unbelief. Mm-hmm. And God knows our hearts. He knows which one is driving the thing. So um, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, being aware that faith is going to be required all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just always going to be required. Yeah. Um, so when God gives us direction, when God says, go this way, um, he doesn't necessarily take out all the hard spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so often, um, it's kind of comical when you talk about how you raise your kids. Mm-hmm. We can either prepare our kids for the paths they may take, or sometimes we try to prepare the path so that they don't run into any speed bumps and they don't have any hard places. Mm-hmm. Um, God does both in a way. He prepares us and he prepares the path, but he allows things in that path to strengthen us, to test us, to encourage us, to grow us, like all these things. Mm -hmm. So his definition of prepare the path and my definition of prepare the path are not at all the same. Mm -hmm. When I'm going to prepare the path for my kid, I'm going to take out all the hard stuff. But God doesn't do that. And we Mm -hmm. see it 
throughout Scripture, specifically on this kind of thing, when he brought the children of Israel, the Jews, to the promised land. He said, go in and subdue it. Go in and, and wipe out, you know, your enemies. He didn't go before them. He went with them. He completely went with them to do it. But he didn't kill everybody for them. Like, he didn't drive out the other nations for them. They had to get their hands. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. But he made it possible. Mm-hmm. And he went with them. Um, so he doesn't always... It doesn't always look like we want it to look. And a lot of times when there's a lot at stake, when there's a lot at stake, when he is moving us in a big way, like changing our family, changing ministry things, when there's a lot at stake spiritually, there's also going to be a lot of interference from the enemy if we haven't handled that beforehand, if we haven't bound the enemy, Mm -hmm. if we haven't... um, it's going to require time on our knees. It's just going to require us being in the most humble situation, maybe some fasting, um, so we get the clarity that we need from a place of faith. Mm-hmm. So the place where I struggle the most with, did God really say that, is in my marriage. It's, did my husband really hear correctly? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think, and you've told me so many times, you're just going to have to trust that he has a relationship with God and he can hear God. Um, cause, because we've been in a season of things have been changing very quickly and um, God's doing lots of things and I know that it's God and I feel peace about that. But on the other hand, I'm like, but did he really hear correctly? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I personally struggle the most with did God really say that? Mm-hmm. Being a wife and that kind of thing. And I'm not a quiet wife. I will ask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I will say, did you really? I'm not the one that's like not giving an opinion. or So the way Cody and I have attempted to, failed at times, had success at times, is... We know that when we both have peace about something, that we can move forward. You see what I'm saying? So he has been so gracious with me, and he being Cody, and saying, I'll wait until Mm -hmm. you're comfortable, and then we'll go. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. um, Sometimes he does. There have been times when he did it, and it worked. Sometimes it worked out fine, and I learned. Sometimes it did it, and he did. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? For sure. So, I and there is a piece. God's really graceful there. There is a piece. I love that you use that word because mm-hmm. even when something is really hard, you can have a piece about it because you know that God is in it with you, mm-hmm. and it's the direction mm-hmm. He sent you. Yeah. When your peace has been stolen, it's definitely time to say, "Okay, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, where have I let the enemy in?" what is going on because God comes with peace mm-hmm. and um, and when something steals your peace you definitely need to get to the bottom of what that is mm-hmm. because when he gives you direction even if it's something you don't want to hear mm-hmm. even if it's harder than what you want to do even if it's going to require so much of you it will still come with peace because mm-hmm. you know that he's with you in it mm-hmm. but when you get to something and you're like did I hear that right was I I'm not sure 
you need to be able to check your piece. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to say, hey, where's my piece on mm-hmm. this thing? Yeah. And if it's not there, then you definitely need mm-hmm. to sit for a while, like you said, until you can cut, mm-hmm. get to a place. Yeah. Not making a decision. It is so important not to make a decision out of confusion or out of panic or mm-hmm. um, desperation or any of those things. But our decisions, um, as we move forward into what God has for us, peace should definitely mm-hmm. be descriptive of all those places. Yeah. So this might not be applicable at all, but my my brain is going to when Jesus tells the disciples to go into the cities and um, I'm going to say this very badly, but knock on the doors and if you, release your peace. Mm-hmm. In other words, release the peace of God. And if your peace is if if it finds somewhere to to go, then it'll stay there. But if it doesn't, it will come back to the, to them. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if peace will will land in a place where God's will is, or where where there's reception, mm-hmm. even in your own personal heart. You know, yes, for sure. And it won't land if there's something in the way. Yeah, and or if there's something wrong that's not of Him. Right, exactly. So it's almost like if I'm listening for the Lord and I initially get that peace, then his peace has landed in that space. But if I don't, but if it's gone, if something happens, then I know that there's something in it. I know that the enemy has gotten in somehow. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? To, yes, to hijack the peace. To, like for hijacking sure. it, yeah. For sure. So I want to just spend a little bit of time looking back at the Old Testament because Romans fifteen four tells us that all that scripture is for our good. It's to teach us, for us to learn from. And so I just want to look at just a couple of well-known heroes of the Old Testament Mm -hmm. that that God told them something, Mm -hmm. and then it didn't go at all like a plan. And to me, Joseph is the most wonderful example of this. Mm -hmm. He gets dreams from God, Mm -hmm. and then he shares them, and that is not well-received. At all. Not well received. And he, and a lot of people will look at his story and say he was prideful. He came out of, we don't know his heart. Like, I don't feel like it's really shown in scripture, but maybe he was. Maybe there was an arrogance about him that he was the favorite child and God gave him these dreams that he was going to rise up and be all that. Or maybe not. Or maybe. Have you ever received something <laughs> from God and you're so excited you yes. just want to tell someone? Mm-hmm. There doesn't have to be any arrogance in that. There's just excitement. Mm-hmm. So maybe all that happened was the kid had some dreams and was so excited he couldn't wait to tell his older brothers and his dad. And they were like, absolutely not. They weren't okay with what God had shown him. But it didn't change the fact that that's what God had shown him. Mm-hmm. So... Um, a lot of times when God tells us something, we need to be aware that when we go to share it, because I really believe it has been my life experience. When God gives me fresh for revelation, I can't wait to share it because I think it is meant to be shared Mm -hmm. for the building of everyone's faith. Um, But it doesn't mean that it's going to always be well received. Mm -hmm. Now, so that happens. He has this dream. It's not received by his family well at all. And not only is it not received well, They've had it with him, and long story short, they sell him into captivity. I mean, at one point they were going to kill him, and, you know, one of the brothers talked him out of it, but they sell him as a slave. Mm. This is a wealthy family. I mean, they have all the things, and he went from a wealthy family and the favorite kid to now you get to be a slave. 
in, in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. And... He's thinking, why did I even tell them? Exactly. <laughs> and not only that, but I don't know about you, but what would your attitude be as a slave? I would be a sulky, miserable slave <laughs> yeah. because I had slaves that waited on me at home. Mm-hmm. Probably. You know he did. Oh, yeah. We know he did because mm-hmm. some of his brothers were the offspring of slaves. You know, so... Um, I would not have a good attitude, but he must not have had a bad attitude because he got, he continually, um, persevered through it all. Mm-hmm. He was, before we know it, he's the mm-hmm. head of the household yeah. of Potiphar. Like he's in charge of everybody. You don't get that space mm-hmm. by having a bad attitude. You get that by walking in the favor of God, mm-hmm. which he kept on him because he still believed what he knew God showed him. Mm-hmm even though it wasn't looking anything like that. Mm-hmm. It did not look like that. So then he's, you know, become this wonderful slave. And the next thing you know, the wife lies about him, mm-hmm. and he finds himself in jail mm-hmm. and forgotten in jail. He interprets other dreams, and he's still forgotten in jail, but he still rises up some. So at this point, you would think, surely, as he sits rotting in an Egyptian jail cell, surely he would say, okay, maybe I didn't hear God right. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. And before you know it, from the lowest place that he is at, mm-hmm. from the lowest, he's, he's been in jail. Even though he's raised up, he's been forgotten by people that have left. So from the lowest space, he then rises to the highest space he's mm-hmm. been, which is second in command of Egypt. So no matter how bad it gets, God can bring us mm-hmm. from our worst condition to the best condition overnight mm-hmm. because he is able. Yeah. Because he is able. So... Even if you're sitting there going, but things are just getting worse and worse and worse, surely this isn't God, surely this isn't God. Who knows what he has and who knows what he's doing in those spaces? Mm -hmm. And it didn't just happen to Joseph. If it was just Joseph, I could see you going, well, Danny, you just grabbed one story. Okay, it happened to David. Mm -hmm. He got anointed king by Samuel. And then he's on the run for his life for years. He has to live kind of this Robin Hood existence with his men with him. And he's an outcast. He's an outlaw. He has to leave the country at times and, and go and be part of enemy countries. So there's a common thread of when God has an anointing on your life, when God has a promise for your life, it is going to come under attack. And, he, and God allows it because it, it refines us. It builds character. It draws us closer to him. Mm-hmm. So it's almost, I'm not going to say every time by any means, but if you are following the direction of God mm-hmm. and it's hard and it's not looking like you think it should, then you may very well be on the right track. Exactly, yeah. You may. Mm-hmm. Because we for ourselves will always pick the easiest route. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but I do. I mean, we look at a map and we don't mm-hmm. say, hmm, to get to where I'm going, which one is the hardest? Or which one is going to have the most challenges? Or, mm-hmm. you know, we don't do that. No. We say, mm-hmm. what's the easiest way to get there? Yeah. But God says, what's the best way to what's get there? The best way, yeah. And so sometimes it's those hard places and lots of times because he is far more interested mm-hmm. in the, in the um, condition of our heart than the comfort of our lives. That's right. He wants us, he wants to do something in us that's much deeper than just making us comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to refine us. He wants us to reflect his glory, and that so often is done from those really hard places. Mm-hmm. So, 
Now, it would not be fair to do this if we didn't <laughs> say, well, what happens when we really do hear him wrong? Oh, yeah, true. What if I'm asking God left or right, and I, and my, I really kind of want to go right, but I'm pretty sure he said left, but I'm not sure. But since I want to go right, I'm going to go left just because I'm probably wrong. <laughs> but all along, God was saying right. You know what I mean? So what happens when we mess up? Like, what happens when we go the wrong way um, from what he's, you know, directing? Um, well, then we trust that he will course correct for us. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely not his will for Peter to deny him three times, mm-hmm. but he course corrected. He met Peter later mm-hmm. and spoke with him and had a conversation with him and reinstated him and moved him in the right direction. So when we mess up, which we're going to, mm-hmm. we hear in part, mm-hmm. um, we know in part, um, that's in 1 Corinthians 13, but we're not going to ever get it right every time. And, and that's arrogance to think that we are. Mm-hmm. But even if we mess up, even if we go the wrong way, we have to trust that he will course correct us to go the right way to um, come and find us. And that happens as we seek him first. When we seek him and his kingdom first and his righteousness, we're living with him, we're living our lives through his power and correctly. And then on top of that, we're seeking him with a humble, just hungry heart. He's going to get us where he, we're not so big mm-hmm. that we can mess up his plans for us. That's so true. Not if we're chasing after him. Mm-hmm. Not if it's our heart's desire to, to be found by him mm-hmm. and to find him. Yeah. I think sometimes in the decisions that we're making in life, like job, like job decisions or like in a time like this, do I send my kids back to school or do I not? You know, that yes. kind of thing. Yes. Um, we have, and I'm going to say this boldly, we have to understand that whether we choose A or B, you're not walking out of the will of God, Mm-mm. whether you choose A or B. He is going to keep you in his will reg- mm-hmm. regardless. Is You know what I'm saying? For sure. And like, you know what? What if you heard, hey, Colleen, I want you to homeschool your kid. Mm-hmm. And I heard, hey, Dean, I want you to send your kid to private school. Yeah, who's right? Who's right? <laughs> because it's, but we're both right. Colleen is homeschooling her daughter because that's where God directed. Mm-hmm. And my daughter goes to private school because that is what God directed. Mm-hmm. Um he did, all oh, of our lives are so good point. All of our lives are so different. Mm-hmm. So what if Colleen, if he calls you to leave the church that you're attending to mm-hmm. attend a different church, but he tells me to stay? Mm-hmm. Or one of our walk with him is very independent and personal. And personal. Mm-hmm. So I can't say, well, he told her to homeschool her kids, so, so I must she, need to. Exactly, yeah. When we get mm, that's a good point. Our relationships with God are meant to be shared, not compared. And one of the beauties of them is mm-hmm. they're so incredibly different. They are. Um, and what is best for you may not be best for me and probably mm-hmm. isn't. Um, God did not call you to live on a horse ranch mm-hmm. with 20 acres and hay to deal with and horses and, all, and cows and all the things. Because that is not where he has you. No. Um, don't think you would want to. Now, your daughter might be great for it. Yes. Bell would yeah. be off for it. My husband is not going to live on horse ranch. No, he's not. <laughs> and my husband is not going to live in a neighborhood at this point. So, but he knows us better than we know ourselves. Mm-hmm. Better than we know ourselves. And um, one of the scriptures um, that often comes to mind is how the heart is deceitful above all else. Mm-hmm. Like being able to trust your own heart 
um, is probably not a great place. Mm -hmm. But being able to trust that God is more, God is able to be heard more than you doubt your ability to hear matters. We have to trust that he will make himself heard more than we fear our ability to not not hear hear. him. Mm -hmm. Because that's faith. Mm -hmm. It's faith to say, even though I'm not sure, I'm going to trust that I hear him. And back to the beginning, a regular routine of practice where you're talking to him all the time and then you're obedient because that builds faith. When you are obedient to what he has said, that builds your belief and that builds your faith um, so that when you start having to ask for really and you choose to ask for really hard things, you're more likely to believe him because you've seen him faithful in the small things. But if you've never listened for God before and all of a sudden you decide today's the day, I'm going to ask him if I should divorce my husband. I'm going to ask him if I should move to another country and become a missionary. Those are going to be really hard to hear because you're very much emotionally tied into those things. So learning to walk with him in the light and in the easier places so that when you do come to a, a crossroads, to you a hard place, you've got a faith that's established and that's ready to trust him with whatever he says. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, and I know I started ever since like that, but I'm sorry. But correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so when God asks us to do something, it's always going to require our faith. Can I say that it will oh, always, always require? Okay, okay. So if we live in that space and we know that, then when he asks me to do something, we cannot, and I am so guilty of putting what God said through a logical test. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's what I do. And we, ha- and we have to understand that faith isn't always logical. No. A lot of the time it's not. It doesn't require logic. It's like a superseding spiritual thing. It's didn't, it was not logical to send the shepherd boy to fight Goliath. Yeah, it's there was no logic. logic. It, like logic, it doesn't. It, it never passes the logic test. So, <laughs> no, it is not going to pass. God does not have to adhere to what mm. we think in this earthly realm. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense because He sees so much more than mm-hmm. we see. It reminds me of the time. I don't remember if it was Elijah or Elisha, mm-hmm. but the city is surrounded by the enemy. And the servant comes running in. We're doomed. We're doomed. Oh, and he shows him. And God says, open his eyes. And he realized that really they were going to win. Right. And and we have to understand that God sees from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And we can ask for it. We can Mm -hmm. ask for a heavenly perspective. And then things maybe become spiritually sound and spiritually Mm -hmm. perceived and received Mm -hmm. and um when we keep our eyes focused on the kingdom and that eternal Mm -hmm. perspective Mm -hmm. then we realize that maybe from that space Mm -hmm. it makes sense maybe it doesn't but we just know well and really from a a spiritual perspective Mm -hmm. god was with that little shepherd boy david Mm -hmm. and so he was far bigger than goliath so when we can have kingdom eyes yes. and keep a kingdom perspective on things, then having to have earthly logic is becomes less and less yeah. searched out. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm trying to superimpose the earth onto heaven rather than let heaven superimpose onto earth. Yes. I'm getting it backwards. 
So don't put it through the logic test. No, don't put it through the logic <laughs> when test. When God tells you to do something, don't give it the logic test. Just it, it fails every time. It's, it's probably not going to make sense. <laughs> so I hope this was a little bit of a help um, because it's been a common thing that's been discussed or, or you know, ask of me or brought to me. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely something that both Colleen and I have experienced oh, yeah. over and over again. Um, where we question, did I hear that correctly? Was I right about that? Mm-hmm. Um, but just knowing that his ways are higher, his mm-hmm. thoughts are higher, um, he's just going to do things differently than we do, and thank goodness that he does. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness that he does. Well, I am so glad that we we got this um, out there. Um, I hope it blesses you. Um We are going to, I'm just going to pray us out and just ask God to meet you in a hard place. Um, Hopefully we can use this podcast as a resource when people are really struggling. Um, And so I'm just going to pray that God meets you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you um, for what you are doing. Um, Lord, I thank you that you are a God who speaks. And Lord, I ask that you increase our faith so that when you speak that we receive we believe and we're obedient. Lord, I, we want so bad to please you, but Lord, more, even more important than that, we want to walk in step with you. Um, we want to be fully filled with your presence, with your spirit. So Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bind the enemy when we find ourselves in this place of um, not being able to hear, not being sure of what we've heard. Um, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will remind us to bind the enemy, to use the authority that you have given us. Uh, We love you so much. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And we ask you to continue the work just as you promised you would. In Jesus' name, amen.